Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, a casual conversation about a complicated show. I'm your host, Brian, and I am joined by my co-host, Jer. Jer, how are you doing today? Hey, Brian, doing good. Ready to discuss, ready to discuss Dark Matter. All right. So yes, and I should mention we are covering, of course, Dark, and this episode is called Dark Matter, Season 2, Episode 2. And um, it's good to be back. It's been a couple weeks, and we're excited to kind of dive back into it. We think we got a really good episode here to talk about. So um, let's open up things. Jer, what did you think overall about this episode? Um, I guess, well, what storyline kind of stuck out to you when you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I really enjoyed the episode. I, I think it's it's a great episode. It's, a, you know, early in season two, so we're learning a lot. And um, I think the the part of the episode that I enjoy the most is any of those scenes with Claudia, old and new, you know, the old Claudia and the new Claudia um, were, were probably my favorite of the episode. Right. And the show, you know, started doing um, the thing where you have one character talking to the older version of themselves. Uh, we saw that with Jonas in season one, and we're seeing it again with Claudia here. And uh, I really enjoy it. And I was wondering, um, I'm thinking about just her eye color, the, the two, two different eye colors. The, um, I can't remember the condition that it's called, but, um, I bet the writer like put, hetero something or other, or like yeah, yeah. something something I, with the eye. I, I know what you're talking about an ia at the end, right? But um, yeah, uh, but I I was wondering they probably um, maybe put that in there. It's like such a like an identifying mark, you know, that it would make Claudia believe that she is talking to herself, right? Um, because yeah, heterochromia. Thank you, heterochromia. That's what it is, and uh, and yeah, it makes things a lot easier on. Uh, it makes it easier on the audience, right? Because you're, you're, I mean, it's, it's very clear they both have different color eyes, the blue, the brown. And uh, and then it, when the older version, meet, you know, when the younger version meets the older version, she kind of she kind of knows, right? Like, okay, that, that's got to be the older version of me. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes you might think, okay, well, they look like an older version of me, but that, that could be anyone. But with the different color eyes, I feel like that's a, that's a dead giveaway. Plus, she has she has Gretchen, right? She's got the little mm-hmm. dog, and the dog recognizes her and like sits on her lap, and like <laughs> you know. So there's there's a couple of reasons why younger Claudia should kind of believe older Claudia, right? Oh yeah, no, and uh, I do feel like she accepts it quicker than you know Jonas probably accepted it. Um, I guess you know it's it's a very yeah. tough thing to accept, but um, it's happening, right? She was supposed to meet with the French delegate, but instead, here we go. We're uh, meeting with Claudia. And, um, Jer, I, um, I know the scene, you know, there's a lot, a lot of important things happening here. And I know that, uh, at the end, you know, that she's bearing, the older version is bearing the time machine. Um, and the yep. younger version ends up digging it up. Right. Um, but I have to first, yeah. just, can we laugh first about, uh, I think it's koala check, um, kind of the way that, uh, Claudia gets to prove herself that it's Claudia was she makes sure. the, young, <laughs> she makes the younger Claudia go to the desk and she says, yeah. Uh, Check this oh, out. I mean, it's, that entire scene is just great, but the whole, like, okay, go to, go to the, you know, look out your office. Like, look at, you know, whatever the guy's name is. And then he's like, she's like, she's going to drop a pen in like five seconds. And then, and then that girl's going to pick it up. And like, it happens. And it's just such a, it's such a funny little scene. You oh. know, I, I like how they did that. And it's like, she exactly describes what's going to happen. And then it happens. It's just, it's funny. Oh, he's so creepy too. The way he smiles. It's just like, it's so cartoonish, but it really made me laugh. It is. Oh. It, it made me laugh as well. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just kind of funny. And you know, it's, 
<laughs> it's, it's comical, but at the same time, it's kind of cool because she's calling it out as, as it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it would have been funny if the younger Claudia was like, well, Kowalczyk is the, you know, the office creep. We all we all know this. Anybody could have guessed that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, <laughs> that could have happened any day. That, that happens every day. Literally, right? <laughs> literally, it happened an hour ago. <laughs> um yeah so um i i sorry that, that was sticking i was cracking up when i was watching that and uh i don't think kowalczyk was a character i even knew about before this rewatch so i just wanted to highlight him because uh he was uh <laughs> he should be canceled immediately um and yeah yeah <laughs> and uh but i guess the the more important thing is um we've kind of got and uh, these two time machines right that are that are in this episode and claudia ends up uh, digging up the uh, the one from her future self. Um, what can we yeah, say about she this? She gets like kind of like a new version of it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's pristine. The one that the '80s Claudia uh, digs up after getting the map from older the older version of herself, right? Like it's a uh, it looks it looks pretty nice, you yeah. know. It's it's a it's a new version, you know. And can I ask this? Do you notice a major difference between that one and uh, the one Hannah and Jonas are using? Yeah, I mean, the one that Hannah and Jonas, uh, the stranger Jonas are using, I feel like it looks a little more weathered, right? Mm-hmm. But the one that younger Claudia digs up, I feel like, or I should say younger, but like 80s Claudia mm-hmm. digs up, seems it seems like a nice version. Like, it, it seems pristine, right? Doesn't it? No, it d- definitely does. And I... I, I I find that interesting that there's not only one, but two of them, um, in the world right now. And also that the rules that they kind of play with, um, I want to ask you about this because Jonas tells, um, Hannah that it works better in the cave, right? When they go use the time machine, but Claudia doesn't seem to use it in the cave. So I'm wondering what you thought about that. But she, but does, I mean, she doesn't use it in the yeah, cave, I guess, I guess she I uses sh- yeah. it in the, in the power barrier. plant, like, yeah. which is adjacent like to kind the cave. Of, Yep, you're it right. could be close to the cave. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like she kind of is using it in the cave, but not really. But we know that caves and the power plant are connected, right? Yep, I stand corrected. So you're right. <laughs> she's kind of close to it, I think. And she's right near all those barrels, and she takes a little bit of it out, and yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess that's... Um, I guess what I'm, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about is we don't really see time travel besides through the caves before these episodes or correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, we might've seen a few time machine instances before, haven't we? I, well, I, I don't think we're seeing it happen as easily, right? Okay. Like before you get used to have like to dig through a tunnel and, you know, go, go left or right through a set of doors and, and then something needs to happen. And like, it's, there's a little more going on, but the older Claudia and, the um the strangers Jonas they they tend to kind of do it with ease. It's like okay, well I'm just going to put out this machine and then we're just going to go back in time. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, seasoned. Pretty simple, yeah. right? You know, it just it just seems like a lot less complex if if that makes any sense. No, it definitely does. Uh, it definitely does. They I mean they're seasoned vets. Probably they've uh, they're used to it. It's old hat for them, so it makes sense. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about with the with the Claudia stuff? Um. Uh, I really... Yeah, I, I I was gonna say like the conversation that she has with her younger self is is really cool. I, I mean, it's it's uh, it's I think it's I think we've, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's my favorite scene in the entire show. Um, I feel like it's you know older Claudia is talking with such wisdom to the younger version of herself, and she's kind of like you know you'll make so many mistakes and 
you know, different things like that. I even wrote down like life is a collection of missed opportunities. I mean, it's just, it's dark, but it's, but it's good. It's, it's, it's good conversation. And, you know, it's very clear that she's leading her to a path to, to save her daughter, to save Regina. Right. Right. You know, that, that, I mean, she says that like, you know, we need to save Regina. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because she says you don't have much time left with her, but if all goes right, then she will live. So really ominous. Right. right. And, um, you know, very ominous what Claudia must be thinking, you know, the eighties version of her, what she must be thinking at that moment. Like, what do you mean? I don't have much time left with her. And, um, what do you mean I have to save her? So this must all be very confusing. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt yeah. for, for the eighties, Claudia, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously the older version knows what happens to herself. So she's kind of giving her advice and I guess it kind of leads to the question of, can you change that at all? Or is it what's going to happen? And, you know, we talked about this before, but that's a big question of the show, correct? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you get the feeling watching those scenes that it is what's going to happen. Like that, that's mm-hmm. just always the way it's going to be. That conversation is going to occur the exact same way it happened before, you know, over and over again, you know, and then that, that kind of makes sense. Right. Yep. No, it definitely does. Um, definitely does. I just, yeah, I feel, feel bad for, I'm, oh, I'm glad because I'm just thinking about the characters who are related to Claudia right now. And I'm thinking about Aegon and uh, Regina, who we spend some time with in this episode. And, you know, she's distant from both of them, right? So them, like Claudia, the older version saying, you don't have a lot of time left. It's kind of like, well, I haven't made the most of the time I already have. So, I mean, you yeah, gotta, you know, you got to be feeling bad about that, you know? It is. And you, you kind of get the feeling that Claudia is a little bit of a, like a, a workaholic mm-hmm. and, and pretty career driven. Oh, right. Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of tip their hat towards that and they kind of, um, you know, allude to it quite often. And, um, she does seem busy and like her father's, you could tell like her father's kind of stressed. He's trying to tell her something, but he wants to be helpful and he doesn't want to bother her. Right. So you, you kind of have that scene and it's kind of tough and you kind of feel bad for him and, and, you know, and, and then he's kind of working through things like he's, you know, he's got this diagnosis and, um, and, you know, you could tell something's wrong. Right. And, but he, and he can't tell her. And then, and he's trying to like go back and like research the case that he, he felt like he didn't, didn't go right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is like seven months later. Right. Um, after, uh, or it's, it's, it's some amount of time afterwards. Cause we see that Helga is still recovering in the hospital. Um, but yeah, Aegon's looking back at the case, and then, um, also, I think he was, was he, um, coming, like, he was over at, um, Claudia and Regina's house, was that to kind of, um, I don't know if I want to say babysit, but just kind of take, like, hang out with Regina while Claudia's busy, um, is that Yeah, I think it was to help out with Regina, like, you know, just to kind of help her out, like, help help out Claudia by watching her daughter, you know, that type of thing, and take her to school or whatever. Yeah, and he's happy to do it more, right? He said, I think there's one line where he's just like, I, I could do this more often. Um, I could do this, yeah, I could do this more often, yeah. yeah. And But I don't know, Claudia is too busy. She's like, you know, already thinking about, I think that she has something important at work today. She's supposed to talk to the French delegation, and her mind is elsewhere. Yeah, that French delegation, she's got to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> she's been interrupt- she was interrupted today by the older version of herself, but that was on the agenda. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, okay, so, and then, um, you know, Regina, she's, um, in the, in the 80s at least, she's, she seems to be doing a little bit better. Um, she's with Alexander now, and they, 
they seem to be doing just great together. He says that he loves her and she's even um, opened up with him and he knows about, you know, the marks on her wrist and kind of what's happening to her. And he seems to be a really, they seem to be good for each other. I don't know. what did you think about, uh, about these scenes? They do. You, you feel good for them. You know, like mm-hmm. you, 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 you know, you're happy for her. She, I mean, she's, you know, as a character in the show, you, you kind of feel bad for her, right? I Definitely. mean, she's being raised by a single parent. The single parent's a workaholic and, you know, she doesn't get probably the attention that she, that she wants, but at the same time she finds Alexander and, um, you know, that, I don't know, you, you, they're, they're sweet together. I, I feel like they, they do love each other and I think they love each other throughout their entire lives. You get that feeling when you see them in the younger versions and the older versions, um, they seem to be a, a good match for the, for each other, for sure. Yeah, Wyndon's Wyndon's best couple. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, and it's it's also interesting because he works for Claudia, right, as a kind of a welder. So he's telling her that yeah. he's like, "You've got her best sides, or you've got some of her best features." And she's like, "I didn't know my mom had good features." And he's like, "Ah, well, he knows both of them, so he's <laughs> yeah, he's being yeah. complimentary." Um, and yeah. Yeah, I just, um, I do, I, I, he, you know, in the early episodes with Regina and Claudia, Claudia was, you know, making fun of uh, Regina's hair, like, do something with your hair, you represent me. And I feel like, you know, um, she's, she's like a lot more free with Alexander. I don't know if that makes sense, but she just feels like a lot more happy and he's complimenting her hair. He's complimenting more about her and you know it's 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 a feel-good story right now yeah and she i mean it looks like she's a little more put together mm-hmm. than in, in those previous episodes right like so she's she's kind of doing it maybe she didn't want to do it for her mom but she wants to do it for alexander right yeah. you know and that that kind of makes sense that that jives and um you know she does seem like you said freer and uh, more relaxed and more herself around him right yes yes and they um and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to spring this on you because I don't know if you know. They, they, they're talking about ghosts. Uh, the, I think a book about ghosts, right, that she's reading for high school. Did you take any meaning yeah. from, from that? Did you take any meaning from uh, the discussion about the book that she's reading? I, You know, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't take a ton. Um, but what about you? What did you think about it? No, I really I really didn't either. Um, I guess, like, you know, when you think about They're talking about ghosts, I know. And I guess, uh, I don't know, Winden, <laughs> Winden is full of, full of ghosts from the past that we've seen, but, uh, are just like, you know, uh, a lot of history. Right. Um, and like the, the fact that, uh, your history kind of affects you. And, uh, even if you can't help it, I don't know if there's anything there. I'm not, uh, I'm not the strongest with these literary connections, but I wanted to point it out. If anybody knows anything, um, kind of what they were referencing, um, I'd be happy to know. Yeah, I mean, part of it could be old Claudia. Folks, old Claudia is kind of like a ghost, right? I mean, she—I yeah. mean, she kind of looks like one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's got the white hair. She has; she's unkempt, you know, and she's got the, you know, the different color eyes, and she's got that stoic face and very pale. I mean, she's—if you're gonna, if there's gonna be a ghost in the episode, it's gotta be old Claudia, right? <laughs> That's I a good mean, point. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, we we're talking about Regina. Like she's doing better in the '80s, but they also, you know, they cut to her. I thought it was a pretty stark transition when they cut to you know her from the '80s to you know her with cancer in the present time. Uh, I felt so bad for her then, and you know she's getting interviewed by Clausen, getting interviewed by Clausen and Charlotte at that point. So, um, is it okay if we switch over to kind of that storyline right now? Yeah. And- you know, you watch that scene, and I'm just like, 
like, Clawson, why aren't you asking Alexander this? Like, why are you going against, like, why why are you tormenting, you know, his sick wife? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, That's an awesome I don't know, question. I, yeah, I, I kinda, don't, yeah, I don't understand that I was either. like, I mean, maybe he thinks he's, she's weaker at this point and he's trying to get more information and he doesn't think he'll get anything out of Alexander, but like, I don't know, there's some morality there. And you could tell he's not, he's not, really focused in on the murders as much as he should be, or the missing people, I should say. Not necessarily murders, missing people. As, as much as I... Th- you, you get the feeling he's not super focused in on it as much as he should be, right? There's something else there that we don't really know, right? Right, and I feel like he got really lucky, too, because, yeah, like you said, I was like, why is he, why is he so gung-ho about interviewing Regina? I have a couple thoughts here. I'm wondering, is Alexander like insulated or protected in any way through his relationship with the cops or his just status as head of the opera? I don't know if that's the case, but maybe he has, maybe it's harder to get to him. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you that think would about make that? sense that that's why maybe she would, he would think to start out with the wife and, and, and Regina and like, you know, just starting to ask her questions and, you know, and, and, you know, see if you can, you can kind of, getting in there and then maybe build a case against him before kind of going at him, I guess. And that, that does make sense. You just kind of feel bad for Regina, like, you Definitely. know, yeah. with, with her situation and she's, she's a good character and, you know, you just feel bad for her current situation and being grilled and, <laughs> and Charlotte leaves, leaves class oh there and, and he kind of like, he like sits closer to her in the, the couch and then continues asking questions and I'm just like, uh, they, I don't think they show Regina, but if I was if I was in her shoes, I'd be like, oh god, like you know, I need to answer more questions. <laughs> yeah, he needs to call a cab, and he's not leaving anytime soon, right? <laughs> yeah, why did they? You know, why why didn't they stick with that? That was that was going to be gold right there. Um, but um, yeah, I laughed so hard when Charlotte just left him there, and she's like, oh, I forgot. Uh, Ellie has swim. You can take a taxi. That'll be fine. And she just leaves him there. <laughs> yeah. You just take a cab, right? You have yeah. cash. <laughs> yeah. And Clawson's face is so funny. And then, like like you said, he, like, goes to sit next to her. But he almost kind of gives Regina, like, the Jim Halpert look where he's like, well, that was weird, right? And then he goes goes to sit next to her and interview her more. Um, yeah. He, he does do the Jim Halpert. No, no doubt. He does kind of, like, look at her and kind of, like, <laughs> shrug and then, like, continue on. Like, don't know what she's thinking, but, okay, let's continue with our questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I feel like Clawson got really lucky, too, that... Uh, Jonas the stranger happened to stay at Regina's hotel um, because otherwise right, he hit the jackpot I yeah. mean with, with that one but you're, you're 100% right it's total luck I mean you know yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, a lucky find for Glossen right and like the box is just sitting there the whole time right it's like oh what's in the box and I guess it's like all the Regina collected all the stuff from the hotel room right and that causes Charlotte to look yeah. at these paint um, and Charlotte, uh, Charlotte gets upset because she she recognizes the photo. Am I right about this? She recognizes the photo from um, for the nineteen twenty one photo. Or- yeah, I think. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that um, Stranger Jonas has that are you know related to you know like time travel and stuff that her grandfather you know, was into as well. So I think that's part of it as well, you know, where he's kind of like 
looking at wormholes and things like that. And that's what, you know, HG would do a lot of, right? So there, there's a little bit of a connection there as well. Yeah, that's what she says, is that, like, her grand, uh, it's, like, all the stuff that's in her grandpa's book. So thank you for clarifying that. That's that's true. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought, I mean, I just, <laughs> uh, Clawson, you know, you got so lucky here that uh, somebody that looked like a homeless person stayed at there, stayed at the hotel, <laughs> and uh, left all this like uh, left all this exposition <laughs> for Clawson to dig into. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really thought okay, so but backing up a little bit with the police, uh, Charlotte's like trying to sit and do work, and Clawson comes in and was like, "Come on, we're gonna go interview Regina," and Charlotte's like, "Ugh." why <laughs> um he also is like bad. he seems so annoyed with him it's yeah. so great <laughs> well charlotte i hope represents the audience i don't know if anybody is as annoyed with clausen as i am but uh <laughs> charlotte just it does, is not it just doesn't want to have it from him um I, yeah no i i'm i'm with charlotte on that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did think a little bit uncharacteristic of charlotte she a little bit sloppy she left um she left the picture kind of like the corner sticking out and Clausen definitely sees it. He takes like a little peek at it. I don't know what. Yeah. He takes an extra moment there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of looking at it. (laughs) It's like WTF Charlotte. Can't we, uh, can we hide that a little better? Yeah. Um, she also stonewalls him when he is like, uh, don't you think it's weird that, uh, Alexander took uh, his wife's name? She's like, no. (laughs) And, And you know what? Like I'm kind of, with Charlotte on this yeah. like the the Tiedemann name is so strong in Wyndham yep. and yep. you know the the mom ran the power plant and you know it, it you just I don't know like and that the dad was a prominent figure in the police force like yeah it kind of makes sense if you come from out of town you marry into a family that's prominent within Wyndham like yeah you take the last name that makes sense yeah yeah well well like you said like uh there's more to Tiedemann than we know about I feel or not Tiedemann, excuse me. There's more to um, Clausen than than we're let not, let let to believe right now, and uh, yeah. So he's just like making up any excuse really to talk to her because it really doesn't make too much sense to me, other than uh, you know uh, he he hits the jackpot here and the show can move forward because uh, you know they find all these clues. All the clues from Stranger Jonas. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, they involve Jonas. They name Jonas, right? Um, uh, at least Regina tells tells Clausen that. She delivered a package to Jonas Conwald based on the stranger's, um, you know, cash instructions. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah. yeah. So I guess like, because uh, uh, we don't see like the uh, that's pretty much the last scene with Clausen. So, but like you could assume that like you know you'd probably want to interview uh, Jonas next, wouldn't you think? You would think. Yeah. yeah but I don't know. Are you gonna find him? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. He's not. The that's a good point. Him, yeah. He's. So he's yeah, not that you find the younger one because he's he's out in the future, right? He is in twenty fifty two. Yes, that's correct. Um, and what a what a transition, Jerry. We could start uh, heading over to twenty fifty two if you want. Twenty fifty three. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Jonas is busy this episode. Uh, in the the younger version of Jonas, and he's uh he's like robbing uh some gasoline. He's siphoning gasoline to, in order for the uh the device to work. Uh, is that is that what you took to understand? Yeah, yeah, he's he's really testing out that huge glob that's, as we learned in the episode, is both solid, liquid, and gas at the same time, and, uh, you know, the, all the, the recording of Claudia, like, kind of going over different things and facets of it, and 
you know, he's he's clearly honing it and trying to get it to to kind of be to the point where maybe he can go in it. Because right now it's kind of like, you know, weaving around and like moving up and down and it looks really scary, but he kind of gets it for a second where it turns into like a, a perfectly smooth sphere. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe like something could happen. And he's like, takes one step forward towards it. And then all of a sudden it goes back to the blob that's like unstable and kind of moving up and down and all that other stuff. So um, you could tell he's working towards something. He needs to get some gas, right? He needs other materials. And he does the whole like music. And eh, it's kind of like a cool scene, you know? He plays the Elvis song and, you know, he's kind of, you know, tricking the, the soldiers, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't know if this is cool. I, I found it kind of cool. It's like Elvis, like a hundred years later, right? Because it's twenty fifties. So, wouldn't that be like a hundred yeah. years of Elvis? I, I just kind of thought that was cool. Um, it, it was, and they reference Elvis again, right? Yeah, they, they the sure do. Pineapples, right? The toast Hawaii, right? And um, yeah, the um, toast Hawaii, right? Yeah. yeah. Enos's mom says that uh, her mom used to dance like Elvis while she was making the toast Hawaii. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so who knew Elvis, you know, yeah. still relevant. A lot of Elvis this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still pulling numbers in 2053. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, these, the, the rebels aren't, aren't too terribly smart here, uh, to get tricked by Jonas, <laughs> but, but they, they do eventually, they do eventually catch him, right? They do. Yeah. They, they, they catch him, but it's, it's a nice tense scene. It's a, you know, it's an exciting moment. Yeah. You know, when they all, to... yeah. To, trying to sneak around them and, and everything like that, like it's it, it's you know it's, it's a good good scene in the show for sure. Right, because he, he tries to lure them in with the music, and then while they're all like going inside, he tries to siphon the gas from the tank or whatever they're using. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuel is, uh-huh, I guess whatever uh-huh. they're, they're using. Okay, so then that leads him. There's this uh, you know this whole scene where Jonas is going to get Jonas is on kind of death row here, right? And it looks looks a little <laughs> looks a little dicey for him for a minute. What'd you think about this whole sequence? You know what's interesting is if you're going to um, what what I found interesting is and what I what I was thinking of when I was rewatching this is you don't shoot someone in the leg if you're going to hang them, right? And you're you're trying to kill them, yeah, right? Yeah, like what what would the point? the point of that be? <laughs> yeah, teach <laughs> a wasted bullet, teach especially in like a you know dystopian universe. You don't shoot them in the leg and then hang them. That's just wasting a bullet, right? <laughs> like, bullets are precious. So you could kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you could tell she's frustrated, but like I, I don't know. You, you, I don't think you do that. So I think you kind of knew that. Uh, I think. You, you kind of tell that she wasn't going to let him die. Right. And that's why he shot him. She shot him in the leg, right? Like, yeah, I agree. And also he's like, you know, he has like the stool or whatever, like that's like holding him up at, at a certain point. And then he keeps talking, like he keeps talking and talking and talking. Your paradise is a lie. And she, uh, they, and I think she gets frustrated and she's like, uh, enough of this. She kicks it over. Yeah. And then, and then kicks it off. But and, I feel like she wasn't originally planning on doing that, scaring him. And then all of a sudden she gets frustrated, she kicks it off and like that type of thing. But I feel like even then she didn't, she wasn't going to let him die. No, I don't think so. She was like, she was going to make sure he he survived that, right? No, I I agree a hundred percent. I just, I think, yeah, she was frustrated, but she was like, I can't let him die. So she, uh, that's why that all happens. But, um, you know, she puts, uh, she ends up putting him in a cage, right? And that's when um, 
the tra her translator, uh, the girl who hit Jonas in the head at the beginning, she ends up breaking him out because she wants to find out kind of what's going on, right? Yeah, her second in command yep. kind of goes back on her, on, on Ely, and kind of lets out Jonas, right? And then she's kind of like, all right, show me where you're looking. Show me what you're trying to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they go into the room that Jonas was working on where the god particle is or the, you know, the dark matter, whatever it is. And so um, he, he leaves her pretty quick. I, I was like, I was like, man, her face is going to be red when he just disappears without her. Yeah. Um, Worst second in command ever. Like, I know. Why didn't she not go? Not only did I let him escape, I don't even know where he went. I like, have no idea. He just, he went in that glob. Um, let me ask you this. So it didn't stabilize really, right? It was just kind of still uh, kind of going all over the place. Well, no, I think it did. You think he, it's, he puts it's... in the gas, right? And then, like, then it kind of does stabilize, and then he puts his hand through, but then it kind of turns funny around his hand, like it's still kind of looking weird, and then he just goes for it, right? Yeah, he goes that's right what into I'm thinking. It. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. When he puts his hand in, it's still like, it's like, uh, I don't know about this Jonas, <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, like, you're just kind of like, oh, like, yeah. I don't know, and... Also, would you put your hand in there first? Like, wouldn't you, like, throw, like, something in it and see, like, what happens? Like, I, I don't know, not necessarily your hand. I feel like hands are pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should have tested something first or maybe ask the translator, you, you want to try it? No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. like, found, like, a rat and thrown it in there yeah. or something. I mean, I feel like those those are around or, like, you know, I don't know, some sort, some sort of an animal or... Is Bartosh around? Throwing something in no, there. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. Jonas is, uh, at this point, he's like, whatever, man. I'm almost getting hung. I've traveled backwards, forwards. This is just, this whatever, wherever it takes me, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good with whatever. And then, of course, the episode ends with him going in, and we, we have no idea where no he's idea. at, right? I mean, that that's kind of the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's the end. And, yeah, we have no idea where he's going to go. So something to look out for for the next episode, hopefully. So that's, yeah. that's Jonas. <laughs> that's the younger version of Jonas in this episode. The, uh, the stranger version of Jonas is showing Hannah, you know, kind of the proof of what he's been saying, right? Yeah. So he's like, look, here we could time travel. Yep. The machine goes 33 years in the future, 33 years in the past, and I'm going to show you Dad's secret. And then she kind of sees him as a child in the 80s, and it's the same, you know, it's it's Mikkel, right? And, yep. and she knows Mikkel as she's friends with you know, Ulrich and Katerina and like, you know, she kind of, she gets it. <laughs> yeah. And that's her husband too, right? Eventually. So like, yeah, that's just, her husband. Yeah. It's like, okay, that all kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting scene for sure. Yeah. Like we kind of get it. I think it's during the musical montage that we kind of get like that happening. Uh, am I right about that? I think it is. Yeah. 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 That, that is, it's definitely during the montage and, she also sees that, like, the stranger Jonas is, like, he's got the older time machine, and he's he's still, he's rocking uh, Ulrich's cell phone, right? Like, I know. Like, part of the, yeah. the, the get-up. And, and I feel like she doesn't ask any questions about that. But uh, I feel that's like what I was going to say. I was like, we needed a comment from Hannah about that, like, what, isn't that... Isn't that Ulrich? <laughs> like, isn't that, like, who's... Is that Ulrich's cell yeah. phone? Like, what's going yeah. on here? Just give me a little Kinda passing... Weird passing comment like this is weird you know you know son that's older than me right now i don't know it's just it's a weird weird situation <laughs> um but i guess 
you know, we've talked about, I think before how, like, how would you really prove it to somebody unless you take them there? So I guess he did what we've kind of been talking about. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the only way, you know, he proved that he's Jonas, but he's older, right? He's yeah. kind of like, oh, they're almost the same age. Maybe she's a little older, but you know, that, that obviously is super weird, but he kind of, I mean, he does. The only way to really show her and get her, to, get her to truly believe it is to kind of show her the past, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I guess, I guess so they can they can return back. I, I guess, I guess we don't see what what they're doing at the end of the episode, but I assume they could come back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it's kind of um be interesting to see where that goes because, like we said, there's now two time machines that are very much in play and uh, kind yes. of could kind of uh, lead to more things happening, I suppose, in the show. It gives more possibilities. Um, yeah. And I guess, like, the kind of the backdrop, too, I guess we should be mentioning, you know, throughout the throughout the season, right, we're leading up to this apocalypse. We're five days before it now. It seems like each episode is maybe a, a day is ticking by. Um, so we have that background going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, there's a couple more storylines that I want to bring up. Uh, yeah. Especially, okay, so, you know, the, the episode kind of starts with, um, after uh, after the intro with Mikkel, and he's waking up in his room, and, um, you know, it must still be, it's like seven months later, but it's still, you could tell he's still, still kind of dealing with everything. And um, he ends up going to the forest, right? The, yeah, the forest. And I guess he hears the that Hannah and uh, Jonas are time traveling. What's... What what makes him run to the caves? It's that he hears like there's some sort of uh, extra terrestrial, not extraterrestrial, but paranormal thing going on, right? Yeah, he hears a noise. I feel like I, I mean, at least from my understanding, he hears a familiar noise, maybe a noise he's heard before, and he runs to the cave, right? Yeah, and he's like, I know that noise, and maybe he's heard, maybe that's a noise he heard when he went back in time and ended up in the eighties. And he's like, oh, maybe I could, maybe there's an opportunity here. He kind of cues him. So he yeah. runs to the caves, right? Uh-huh. And Noah. And, is then, <laughs> and then he's kind of uh, essentially stopped, right? There's, there's someone who's almost waiting for him. It feels like kind of at that precise moment he was just ready to be there. Eating his apple is, is, uh, is Noah, right? Yeah, and he's kind of threatening with his knife. I, I kind of didn't take that the first time I've seen this, uh, this, this um, scene, but... He kind of like points the knife towards him, and it's kind of like, or else. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of menacing to me this time. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. It's pretty interesting. And then, of course, like you have uh, Michael kind of questioning God to a priest, which is kind of kind of interesting. He's kind of, yeah. I don't know. Like you kind of tell like Michael's got some some uh, some um, courage, I guess, or yeah. you know that that type of thing to start doing that which was interesting right yeah. i think the kids would say that uh, uh mickle is living rent free in noah's head uh because noah noah noah's face <laughs> noah's face when mickle mickle's like god isn't real and then uh noah i don't noah has the best like shocked reaction faces he's so affronted um i i, I should post like the the picture of him shocked as like the episode art of this episode but uh, I just love Noah's shocked faces. He does it before too. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's a great actor too. Whatever the actor is for Noah, he's, uh, he's, he's he does awesome. a great job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I'm, I, I do apologize if I brought this up in a previous episode. I might have been uh, misremembering the order of things, so I do apologize for that. But 
here is the famed Noah, <laughs> Noah stopping Mikkel from going into the caves. And uh, I've just wondered, like, why doesn't Mikkel do this all the time? And uh, Jared, do you want to kind of answer that? We were talking a little bit before the show. Yeah, I think we were, we were talking a little bit before. You know, this this is kind of the proof, right? Like, he's probably gone to the caves before and it didn't, nothing happened. Then he heard that noise and he was like, oh, maybe this is my opportunity. And he runs to the caves, but there's, it seems like there's always a reason why it's not going to work, right? There's either going to be Noah waiting there, you know. The, the, not that Noah waits there all the time, but, like, he probably knows when he goes back to the caves, like when, you know, at which time he's going to try and, you know, run back to the caves because he knows, you know, that, you know, that, you know, Noah tends to know a lot. Right. So, yeah. you know, he's kind of ended up being there and there's, you know, I think as a young boy, Michael kind of gets by the end of the episode, you know, he's a nice hug with Agnes. Like you kind of tell, he kind of understands that he's going to be in the eighties. And there's there's forces that are working to to stop him from going back to his time. Right, right. right. And he, he kind of when he goes back to his house, he kind of has a greater appreciation maybe for Enos. He gives her a big hug after you know they start making the toast to Hawaii. So um, yeah, like you said, kind of an there's acceptance. a nice little moment there. Yeah, yeah. You know it, it stinks because you know they got you got people missing Mickle back in his time, but. If he doesn't stay there, then there's no Jonas, and, you know, it's just uh, really complicated, I guess. So, uh, tough, yeah. tough stuff, but he does seem to have some acceptance there. Uh, how about, let's, let's, I can't believe I've waited this long to bring him up, but we get a reappearance of Ulrich in this episode um, after Aegon, Aegon does a little more investigating, and he ends up making a call to, um, I don't know who he calls, Jer, but he calls somebody, and he's like, do you remember that guy we arrested in 1953? Where is he? He's still here, and that leads him to, to the hospital. So um, let's start talking about this, Jer. Um, I absolutely loved seeing Ulrich, and I can't believe it's actually a different actor. I, I thought for sure it was just the same actor with makeup or aged up, but it is a different actor. So I just want to give it up for casting. Uh, what do you think? What do you think yeah, about this casting? Once again, the older version of Ulrich looks just like the middle-aged one, uh -huh. and the, the two of them both look like the younger version. I mean, yeah, they're all they're all so well done, and uh, you know, it's it's a cool scene. He's just sitting there, like with a chessboard, no one next to him, you know, no one in front of him. He's just sitting there, just doing nothing, and um, and Tiedemann comes over to him and. You know, Ian's kind of like, you know, like, hey, like, you might not remember me. I'm like, dude, I can't <laughs> believe, like, you know, he seems pretty confident coming over to him. Like, there's no restraints or anything like that. Like, the last time you talked to him, like, he was, you know, in jail, like, restrained. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so, he wasn't yeah. worried at all. It seems very naive on his part. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, unbeknownst to him, but he's also arrested him as a teenager, right? I mean, he doesn't know that that's the same guy, but yeah, he's, you know, yeah. he's arrested him twice. This guy has all the reason to be um, antagonistic towards Aegon, and Aegon just strolls up to him. Do you remember I arrested you 32 yeah. years ago? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's it, it's kind of funny. And then um, Ulrich does that thing where he smells him. That was oh, kind of creepy and yeah. funny, right? I mean, <laughs> That's for alcohol, right? Because like he's like he knows he's he knows he's an alcoholic, right? Um, that's what I took. Oh, I didn't think about that. That I makes sense. Because the like remember when he was a younger, um, the younger kid, the kid version of Ulrich, was like uh, talking about how he was drinking, 
And then also when Ulrich is arrested in the fifties, he's like, have you become an alcoholic yet? Or is that after you leave your wife? Um, when he gets arrested. Yeah. He, he does make reference to that quite a bit. Now that you, now that you mention it, that's what he was doing. Uh, I didn't, it didn't connect with me. I thought he was just kind of messing with him, but that makes a lot of sense. I think that's what it was. Um, and then he also gives us the, uh, great, um, my only aim is to take lives. The more, the better I feel. Um, so, yeah. you know, uh, and then Tiedemann's like, I, I've heard that before, but I don't know where. And then I love how dismissive Ulrich is. He's like, oh, of course you wouldn't. You're a moron. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ulrich puts him down pretty quickly, and it's it's pretty funny. And yeah, I mean, w- the way he kind of prophesizes the rest of his life because he knows it, he's lived it, he's seen it. Yep. Right, and now he's back in the past, and he can kind of call his shots. And you know, Egon's face is pretty priceless, right? Oh man, yeah. This scene, I I do just like uh, really enjoy the storyline. Even just it's so messed up <laughs> that Ulrich's just been here for thirty three years, and I mean. Part of him definitely deserves it too, right? Um, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty terrible thing that he did, but it's just a, yes. it's kind of bold of the show, I guess, to just kind of you know let this like character, you know, thirty three years pass, you know, you lose like the actor who was you know fantastic uh, who played uh, Ulrich before, um, you know, he's a completely different character now. So, be interesting to see kind of what they do with this because. You know, they could show things that have happened 33 years in between, but we know that at the end, he's going to be here, right? Right. Um, we know this is his kind of, yeah, the, this is where he is right now. He's yeah. going to be in the 80s, and he's going to be older, right? You know, yeah, so um, Ulrich, uh, yeah, that was that just made it all, the, like when, when he was just uh, lollygagging around in the 50s, it just makes it all the more frustrating. I was like, come on, Ulrich, get, get back to those caves. Ugh. Oh man. Okay. So anyway, that, that does frustrate me. Uh, okay. So a couple more things. I guess he did. He did talk to Helga, right? Aegon did before. Um, before this. Yeah. And uh, you could tell like Helga's still recovering from this accident. You could tell that he's probably never going to be the same. And he's making these little figurines. Right. Um, and he talks about Ulrich, right? In the uh, uh, the man with the stone. He does. He does, and he makes kind of a different, you know, a bunch of different, you know, odd references, and Egon's just kind of like, yeah, this guy's not all there together. <laughs> no, no, but I guess it does lead him to think about Ulrich, right? Yes, yeah. yes, it does. Yeah, that's, I think that's probably the 80s scenes. Um, Let me see, do you have anything else from the 80s before we, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, one more storyline? No, yeah, no, nothing else from the 80s for me. Okay, I think then the last thing is the Magnus and um, uh, the Magnus and Francisca plotline. Yeah. Okay, so Jerry, I was I was thinking about this, and um, okay, so I was thinking about Magnus as kind of a Seinfeld character in this, and I know this is kind of going to be a, a I know it's kind of going to be a weird uh, comparison, but I'm imagining like Magnus as like Jerry or George in a situation where he thinks that he has everything figured out, and he goes to confront the girlfriend about it and he's completely wrong there's something he didn't think about um like i'm thinking about when jerry thought that he was he was dating a dermatologist and jerry thought that the only thing that dermatologists do are pop pimples but he didn't think about that uh dermatologists can also cure cancer and he goes ah cancer of course and that's what i felt <laughs> magnus when he found out about like the hormone therapy i feel like magnus should have been like ah 
hormone therapy. Didn't think about that one. Didn't think about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's totally, I I guess for me, I could see it more happening to George. I feel like those episodes happen to George more (laughs) often than not, where George makes the wrong move in Seinfeld. And then all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) he's just like, oh, I should have thought of that. Like that makes a hundred percent sense. And, you know, <laughs> the look on his face typically during the episode is always priceless, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's, you know, he's so sure about it too, right? Magnus is like so sure that like this is, it's got to be prostitution. And I think like what the show was kind of leading us to believe throughout the first season was that it's probably either prostitution or something related with drugs. But like like we said, like nobody was, um, I don't know, maybe people were thinking about it, but um, I think that Magnus definitely didn't think it through and he just kind of confronts her without a real plan other than he thinks that he's right. And of course he's not right. And he gets kind of served. Right. Uh, if I was Francisca, I'd never talk. To yeah, him. he does. <laughs> and and he, he admits that he's been stalking her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, he, which he's been doing. He's for been so doing many it forever. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just Magnus's MO at this point. I mean, like if I was Fran, I'd never talk to him again after this, but, uh, right. <laughs> you would think, I mean, yeah. if, if I'm Fran, I'm out. Like, no, thanks. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, <laughs> She brings up, uh, the, uh, and I'm thinking about this too, because I think I think another character brings up secrets later in the episode. I'm struggling to remember who it is, but she's like, she kind of is like pro-secrets, I guess. She's like, as long as like it's my business and you don't need to know about it. Like, you, do, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I think Marta takes the takes the stance that like there should be no secrets in Wyndon, but Francisca's kind of like, it's okay to have a secret. It's you got to stay out of my business, though. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's not all about transparency. Right. She's about like, all right, I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah. You know, don't don't come at me. You know that type of thing for it, and you don't even know about it, right? Yeah. No, you didn't know <laughs> shit about it, and uh, you know, like I'm sure if like they got closer, like she would she would tell him at a certain point, but uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, he's he's trying to you know, get his answers too quickly and he's spying on her and, um, yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible look for Magnus. Yeah. Don't look good for Magnus. Uh, Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, sorry. I was thinking, I was like, I was like, yeah, I bet nobody else can make a dark Seinfeld comparison. So I I tried to go for that, but (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. Hey, no worries. I, I, I see it. I totally see it. All right. Oh yeah. And then the other, I had another little thing. Uh, you know, it's Katarina's birthday in the eighties. And uh, Mikel is bringing it up. He's like, oh, it's my mom's birthday. And I was like, well, it would be kind of nice if uh, maybe Mikel could just leave a little present anonymously in her locker or something. But then she comes and bumps him and calls him a douchebag. She's like, out of my way, douchebag. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> forget that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from mom for now. Um, and, yeah. yeah, you get Hannah. She's still hanging out with Katarina, right? And that that time, Katarina was like, "Come on, what are you, what yeah, are you looking at?" That's probably like another reason why I feel like Hannah and Katarina are the same age, right? Because like yeah. the way that Katarina goes, like Hannah, come on, like you know, you can kind of tell they're in the same friend group, and I feel like they're the same age, even though Hannah looks a little younger than Katarina when they're in the eighties. Yeah, I feel like they're the same age, and she just, you know, Hannah just looks younger. Like some kids look younger than they than their classmates that's just the way it is and yep i think you're right you know the way that. she says it she, she doesn't say it like you're a younger kid you need to come along with me it's more like hey you're part of our group come on come on like what's you know what are you doing messing with with uh the younger kids or with kids we don't know that type of thing right <laughs> yeah she <laughs> katarina hates mickle at this point she's i think this is like the third or second or third time that she's insulted him just out of nowhere so yeah she yeah she, yeah 
come on, Hannah, we're going to make me look less cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I think, uh, Jared, those are, I think those are the notes that I had for the episode proper. Do you have uh, anything else that you want to talk about before? We could do a little spoiler section if you're, if you're game for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we're we're good covering the episode um, from the non-spoilery section. Yeah. Oh, I I liked that uh, Ulrich's nickname was the Inspector at uh at the uh. Yeah, that is that was a solid yeah. uh you know little tidbit. Yep. Good little note. Yeah. All right. So if if there's nothing else, then I think um if you've never seen the rest of the series, we're gonna we like to talk about the rest of the series uh this episode kind of from a spoiler perspective. So if you have never uh, seen past this episode, please stop listening now. And um, if you could follow me on Twitter at WakeUpWinden, or if you would want to write to us at WakeUpWinden at gmail.com. And uh, a five-star review would always help us. We would appreciate it so much. Um, But other than that, thank you so much for joining us. And Jer, I think uh, I'll count down from five and we can start talking about spoilers. Five. Sounds good. Thanks for for listening, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Jer. I've got two uh, two major notes for spoilers, but do you have anything you want to lead off with? Yeah, I w- I w- the, the one thing that I, I wanted to lead off with would, would be um, the, the part where we have old Claudia and young Claudia talking to each other. And, you know, you're kind of getting deep into the conversation, right? And all of a sudden, you know, young Claudia goes, oh, well, like, this is all related to that thing that happened last summer. And then all of a sudden you, you cut to like the older Claudia and then the scene ends. Right. And <laughs> you just like, were you watching this? You're just like, Oh my God, like there it is. It's like, it was there all along, like how important what happened in the eighties with the power plant is. Right. And, and how, how, how important it is to the show. Cause they're cutting away from it before we get to anything about that. Right. right. They're not letting us see it. Um, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> that is really interesting. And I feel like as like, uh, I need to remember more about season three with Claudia because obviously she's so, so important to to the ending of the show. Um, but, uh, you know, like going back and seeing these scenes um, and seeing how they had it figured out <laughs> just from from this point, you know, or from even earlier is really wild. And um, yeah, I don't know if it, it, I don't even know if it even hits me all right now. I think I think you could probably say more about it right now, Jer. So I'll let you I'll let you keep talking about it. Yeah, no, I I think it's it's interesting because of the fact that you, you know older Claudia kind of sets it out and she kind of gives her the game plan, right? She kind of says like, "Look, you're you know you don't have much time because you're not going to be here very long." Essentially, is what she's telling her, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're, there's a way for you to save your daughter, and she's in trouble, and here's what we're going to try and do. And she kind of lays it out, but they don't show us all that, but essentially this is where you know things start to click for claudia because she's being helped by the older version of herself and that older version of herself is pretty smart she's kind of figured everything out right i mean we know in the future that claudia gets the entire playbook right she gets that entire book that noah's been running around with but she gets like the unfiltered version of it she gets kind of the first copy first edition and she reads it front to back, right, in yeah. the future. I mean, that's that that's kind of like the key. And that older version of Claudia has all that information in her head. And she's kind of starting to tell the younger one, like, okay, like, you know, you, there's a way we can do this. But, you know, we don't get into the specifics in the episode, but you could tell she's got a plan, right? 
Yeah, and okay, so if I'm reading this right then, so when she talks about saving Regina, um, is that like all leading up to like sending Jonas and Marta back to the other world to stop the, you know, stop the accident from happening? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So like the plan is in motion. So that's really cool. Okay, so yeah, like because like that is yeah. how that's that is how Regina gets saved. So, um, no, that's awesome. So yeah, okay. Now thank you for helping me connect that. That's that's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, at least that's how I take it. Yeah, no, that's, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I, when I when I was watching, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so older Claudia's got the plan. Like she she knows what she needs to do, and yeah, and I, I think you're hundred percent right. Okay, no, that's really cool. Um. Uh, anything else from that scene? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Other than, it, like I said before, it's it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. Yep. Without a doubt, yep. I love it. I just think it's I think it's just a great scene. I think it's uh it's just, uh, you know every 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 line in it is really well thought out, and I, I think it's it's just fun. It's fun to watch. No, it's really cool. No, I, I agree. And you know, Claudia is just such an awesome character. So I'm glad uh glad that we're gonna start seeing more of her coming <laughs> coming up now. Um, yep. Okay, so how about this? Uh, I, I guess I wouldn't have picked up on this at the time, but how about Kat's mom? Um, Kat's mom is at the, uh, uh, the at, with uh, Ulrich, right, at the uh, psychiatric ward? Yeah, and yeah. We, we, I mean, we didn't really, I mean, I guess the, probably the first time I watched this, I didn't realize, but it's, yeah, she's the one who kind of controls people going in and out of the psych ward. So. Yeah. And she'll um, have a big part yeah, in season that, three. Yeah, that is her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, she's in the same role when uh, Katarina comes to see her in season three. And uh, eventually yep. leads to that fateful moment in the in the forest and uh, on the shore there. So, um, yeah. But it's it's cool that, like, they, like, it could have been, like, they didn't retcon it, right? Like, she was always there, that actress. So, uh, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, me too. They, they set it up. She's the one who kind of controls that and... She's in there in different scenes in different time periods, you know, and well, not different time periods, but in different scenes at different times in the show. She's always kind of the one there, kind of guarding the the prisoners yep. or the the psych ward patients, I should say, not prisoners, yep. psych ward patients. And un, unbeknownst to her, it's uh, her son-in-law is the inspector that she's been that she's known for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then how about the other thing, uh, Jonas and Cilia, the, the, the second in command, they're brother and sister, right? Yeah. Well, are, yeah, right. No. Yes. Are they? Yes. Cause Hannah, Hannah's her mom, right? Oh, is it? Right. Is it? Oh, it's. Yeah, it's Hannah and Aegon. It is. is, is. Her, yes, You're right. Yeah, they brother and sister. I didn't think about that. Oh, man. You're totally right. Yeah, I, I just I didn't make it. the connection at all. Nice call. Yeah. So yeah, yeah like, they are brother and sister. It is. It's really weird to think about because I think like in the end of season three, or like yeah, like season like the end of Hannah's story arc, she's like introducing Jonas to a young Cilia. She's introducing Adam basically to Cilia, and she's like, "This is your sister." And it, it's her. It's their yeah. half sister. But good call. Yeah. I I totally forgot about that. Even rewatching, I didn't didn't make that connection that their brother and sister are kind of running around and she, she helps them escape. That's, that, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I almost wish we had more about, um, this character, Cilia. I like, I, honestly, I don't ever know when they even say her name until like very late in season three. So, um, yeah. So, but like, uh, I, I do like, I always find that, found that stuff interesting and she has that like kind of weird, like, uh, when she meets Bartosh, it's kind of, uh, filmed pretty interestingly. 
Um, I, I just think she's kind of an interesting character that doesn't get a whole ton of uh, playing time. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I feel like she should get more playing time during the show. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they set her up here and like she goes away for a while. You know, uh, I don't think we see her yeah. for a long time. Um, I guess that makes sense if nobody's in the future, but, um, yeah, those are the, those are the main things I noticed just, uh, for, for spoilers. I wanted to talk about Kat's mom and, uh, Jonas and her our si- brother and sister. Yeah, no, I think that, those are, those are cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool points for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, actually, Jerry, you know what I was thinking about? I was like, cause I, the reason I, it dawned on me that their brother and sister is cause like, I'm sure they're related somehow. So I was like trying to connect the dots. I was like, well, because Jonas is the father of this and this and this, and then, Oh, wait a minute. It's just much simpler than that. Their brother and sister. Their brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> but also he's probably also his great, great, her great, great grandfather. So they, there's definitely that going on too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. This show. Um, but yeah. Uh, did you have anything, did you have anything spoiler you wanted to talk about? No, yeah, no, just just uh, yeah. the Claudia conversation, which we covered at the beginning, and and uh, you know, it's it's a great episode. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, I some parts of it are really cool. I don't know why the the version like when Jonas is running around the the you know trying to stabilize the dark matter and like hearing uh, like a young Cla- younger Claudia kind of going through and like talking through everything and like mm-hmm. her observations I just find it really cool I think it's just a really cool scene I think they did it really well um, and he's kind of running around in this dystopian future like trying to listen and follow her instructions I just think it's a really great scene yeah that's the podcast they have in 2053 and uh, <laughs> yeah and yeah <laughs> We eventually do see uh, Claudia record that, right? I think in season three, we actually... We do, in that. season three, yeah, we do. Yeah. We do, for sure. All right. Um, well, yeah, no, I think this is a really fun episode to talk about, um, and a uh, few few things that uh, pertain to the future here, so glad we got to talk about that. Um, I think uh, think that's that's all that's all I got. Um, I, again, other than, like, Clausen, what, what's his deal? I'm sorry to bring him up again. This is going to make me mad, but Clausen, <laughs> like... Yeah, uh, why does he know so much? And um, he he doesn't matter at the end. I feel like I don't know. Maybe maybe I. Need I to, know. Yeah. I, I I I agree. It's just kind of like I think he would. He's supposed to be the one who kind of leads to the. I mean, he partially leads to the clot, the you explosion, know, catastrophic, yeah. catastrophic events, uh-huh. right? He like, does. Yeah. I think in both worlds and both the. Oh. Even Adam world, he's kind of like part of the one who leads that. That I mean, that's his function as far as okay. the show is concerned. Gotcha. But, but it's kind of he's just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like more. whenever there he's was in a scene, he's yeah. just kind of odd, right? I swear, there there had to be more there on the cutting room floor that they didn't get in. Um, the stuff with his brother that they didn't get into. You think? Yeah. I think so. I think that they're setting up more, or like, um, especially the stuff with his brother that died, and like the note that got left to him that made him come to Wyndon. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's just something missing up there. I don't know. They, I mean, they, they explain it a little bit. I mean, a little. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they did make <laughs> yeah. some cutting yeah. in room stuff, but he's just kind of, you know, he's just kind of weird, yeah. you know, but he does serve a purpose. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He, uh, get to, get to hate him throughout the series. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll leave it on that before I get too angry about Claus and stuff, but, uh, 
remind me of Jimmy Clausen from the Bears. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and uh, look for more episodes coming out soon. All right. Take care, everyone.